that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Listen to me, brothers. Listen well. Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We Be Big is our number. Thank you for being with us as we start a brand new hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy. Adler is quarantined at home. He's working remotely, and uh, Stretch Armstrong here with us uh, for um, Bubba's birthday. I'm playing one of his favorite Commodore songs that he mentioned the other day. Welcome back to Birthday Boy, 56 years of Bubba today. I think this is the first time I saw the Commodores perform. They were doing this on, like, Dick Clark or something. Yeah, might have been. Countdown. Might have been. I wanted to hear that chorus, yeah. that bass for Yeah, me. it was good. Well, I had you know, slap you, it. I had, to, I had that intro come in. You just run your mouth, wasn't listening. I Rick, I'm repeating I, myself, I, so I know I can. We can repeat stories during coronavirus. Okay, I get it. Course. I bring it up every time this happens. We repeat stories whether we have a coronavirus The first <laughs> concert you were there, ever went to, <laughs> was the Commodores at the BJCC. And this is when people played their instruments, okay? Well, they even had a backup band up there with them so it would sound good. The Mean Machine. And they kick love gets slippery when it's wet live yeah. and um, the place just went nuts that was the best concert i've yeah. ever seen yeah ever. 1980 or 81 yeah and our parents Lyle took Richie us. was still in it because yeah. we, we could not drive and someone attempted to pass them a joint i'll never forget they did. and dad but, almost didn't take a shot that's right so <laughs> Rick, looking back dad wishes he hadn't taken <laughs> rick we we were talking about this bizarre uh, school thing that de blasio was talking about can i just tell you what he said and then you think that's fake news uh, well i don't do you, do you need to do that wouldn't that no, be no, on no, the headlines no, no, you're, you're fine i'm just gonna uh, i got other stories we're gonna well, hit it's gonna it's gonna spill into speedy and and <clears throat> his kids and i have a real heart for these uh high school kids because i you know, I've coached uh, high school tennis uh, for the last. You might have heard about it. Nine years or right, so. Coach Bubba, uh, the face, as a as a volunteer. Won assistant. a couple of championships. You love, might have heard love about those it. kids. <laughs> Check and, my and racket it, out. And it, it breaks my heart that, of what they're going through, and I can relate to that. We had a, a, it wasn't the same thing, but we didn't get to participate in the state playoffs my senior year in baseball. Well, you're still mad about that. I noticed. It'll scar you, man. It really will. Because you 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 you've played your whole your awesome. whole career looking forward to that yep. spring, yep. and then you don't get to do it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, De Blasio said his aim is to reopen schools during a daily briefing on Thursday, which he answered questions on the city's ability to provide meals to children <clears throat> through the end of the school year, despite the closures. The school year was scheduled to end on June twenty sixth. The mayor said that the meals would be available even if student, uh, even if students and even if the schools don't reopen. So he's going to feed everybody. Hmm. We hope to get the schools back open by April the 20th, but that's going to be a big challenge. Well, yeah, it is. Do you think? In New <laughs> as York Thurs- City? Listen, yeah. <laughs> as of Thursday morning, there's 21,873 cases of active coronavirus in New York City. Wow. Of those, 11,967 people, or 55%, are younger than 50 years old. But the majority who have actually deceased or died from this have been older. Nobody under 17 has died in New York, and 96% of the deaths have been tied to underlying other illnesses. Right. Now, that's their state. And, and remember, that was something that, uh, that Dr. Um, Jody Odom was trying to teach us as well. Mm-hmm. She said, when you see percentage and you see numbers, it's very important to know who are these people? Yeah. What is their health situation? What is their age? 
And there'll always be people that, that that'll go against the grain, you know, that, that you didn't see coming. Like I haven't sure. heard the, I haven't heard the update on the 25 year old uh, lacrosse player, and I don't know how he's doing. Um, I, I, has there been an update on that? I haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those they thought was an anomaly. They're like, all right, he, every, from what we know, he's very healthy, he's very athletic, he's young, and it did attack his lungs, yeah. and he and he had to be put in a medically induced coma, and then they were sent into Pennsylvania to try to test some of these drugs on him. And then I never heard anything else about it. If right. anybody knows that update, let us know. And then the opposite, you'll see a story where a ninety-year-old had it and he did fine. Right. You know, you it, did, it really it's rare. It's rare. But, but they're saying, as as all these scientists and doctors are trying to tell us, on real data, we are developing some things. Just like Bubba just said about New York City, we do see that these are terrible numbers. But still, we still kind of see this trend. The majority of them are people who are past a certain age or have health issues. Okay, as far as it, it, it yeah. taking their life. Now the, the the graphs, the numbers are are what we're looking at. The graphs are 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 holding true, so we can look at who's done what in other countries, and it will probably track pretty close to that here, maybe even a little bit better. So on that note, so this thing that that Doctor is it Bricks? Is that how you say her name? Burks. Burks. Yeah, that's right. It's like B U R K S, but she spells it B R I X. She was referring to the scientist whose doomsday pandemic model predicted Armageddon. He himself, the person who predicted Armageddon. Look, it's okay to have some good news. He is walking it back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what she was referring to yesterday. She said he's walking his numbers way back. So that's good. So to Bubba's point. If where it's already out ahead of us, what they're seeing there should be some indication, to Bubba's point, what we'll see here as far as how catastrophic it will be and how many people will actually have it. So his, his, his Armageddon speech predicted 2.2 million Americans and more than half a million Brits would be killed. Killed. Not just have it, would be killed by the coronavirus. He is now walking that back. Why, Bubba? Because we're actually seeing data now, not just models. His models showed overflowing hospitals and ICU beds. Yesterday, Deborah Burks, uh, uh, who is the response coordinator for coronavirus, said the administration was particularly focused on the Imperial College report conclusion that entire house, households should stay in isolation for 14 days if any member uh, you know, uh, had any of the symptoms from COVID-19. And, and after tens of thousands of restaurants, bars, businesses closed, uh, Ferguson is now retracting his modeling, saying he feels reasonably confident that our healthcare system can cope with the predicted peak of the epidemic, which is arriving in a few weeks. This is in the UK. Testifying before the UK's parliament, he says this, and this is their uh, Committee on Science and Technology. This just happened Wednesday. He now predicts, now look, he predicted 500,000 Brits would die from coronavirus, he says, Die? yes, he now says, I don't think it'll exceed 20,000, maybe much lower. So he came off a number of a half a million down to 20,000. He says it might even be less. So even though that's still an, an uncomfortable number, we know that that we have 35 to 37,000 people that die of the regular flu every year here, you know, and we have a much bigger population than they have. But but so now that's the reason why you heard Dr. Burke saying, I, I do, we are not seeing anywhere near this 2.2 million number that this model would have shown for us because of our population being much larger. And she says that we do not think those numbers are real. Uh, the data is showing that this is still very serious, but it is not the doomsday scenario that this scientist predicted. 
because of the data. She said the data yeah. is not is not matching. That he didn't have available right. when he made his first. Because at first you go, well, if he get it wrong the first time, he says he's right this time. Well, he has more. Right. Now yeah. he has more data. Yeah, he's got more info. Now, okay. now everybody, pay attention because now I will reach for the conspiracy hat. <laughs> and I don't like to wear it. I'm uncomfortable in it. But it, I, it doesn't fit you real. It doesn't fit me real well, Greg. It now fits perfectly. Perfect, yeah. it, it fits Greg perfectly. <laughs> it's a seven and three quarter. But if y'all want to hang on, because keep in mind these numbers aren't just sort of off; they're way off. Yeah. Okay, keep that in mind. Uh-huh. They're way off. You wouldn't say, "Well, I predicted half a million. I think now it's going to be three hundred fifty thousand." There you go. I mean, we drop from half a million to twenty thousand. Okay, that's a big drop. <laughs> it is. So anyway, it's a whole other plan. So so the doomsday scientists. Who, who they say has tested positive for the virus himself, has not issued any official retraction or apologies for his incorrect predictions. The new scientist reports Ferguson did acknowledge it was impractical to keep the country in isolation lockdown, Bubba, listen to this, for 12 to 18 months, especially because of the impact to the economy. 12 to 18 months? Yeah, that's what he had said Some to begin with, and he said he's, he realizes. Oh, but guess. then when you start looking at the Imperial College report and start figuring out where did all this – modeling come from you find a website called covid act now which local local and state officials in the united states then used to issue the shelter in place mandates destroying our economy by the way Mm -hmm. so hang on to that if you're gonna wear the conspiracy hat yeah covid act now was founded by a handful of democratic activists in the silicon valley so we've got some democrat activists that gave us the doomsday everybody shut down not saying we shouldn't. You're just saying. I'm just saying it should be. There's considered. a connection. This hat didn't fit me very good, but I right. have to share it. <laughs> here's what we here's what we need to land on. Let's land on fact. Doctor Burke said fact data does not coincide with the models. The models way off. It's not near as catastrophic as we were led to believe and predicted. May change. That doesn't mean Bubba said this. We talked about it on there. Went look, guys. Guess when you're going to have more cases? When you actually have a test. Yeah. Right. We, well, yeah, the, the cases, right. you know why? We, it does all of a sudden. Hey, did, did, y'all, did y'all know we can't, <laughs> we can't make numbers off people we can't test? Hey, does anybody know who's got it? Hey, we don't know. <laughs> right. How do you not know? Well, we don't have a test. Well, how about. So we're just going wait a minute. Hand, hand. Oh, no. Wait just a cotton picking minute. Oh, no. You mean to tell me that you don't know how many people have coronavirus till you can test it? <laughs> Swap it. Ah, so Swap before it. that, we should start them guessing. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, look, let's let's calm down oh, a little bit. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> do you do you admit that's impossible? Yes. yes. I mean, oh, hey man, yeah. hey, the, the cases are going up. I, you know why? We have a test now. <laughs> that's why. But you know what it's showing? It's not the numbers this guy predicted. And that is good news. That's great news. Every, again, he has more data. We should every, celebrate that news. Every hour, every day, the numbers get better. Listen, we 80, got a bigger sample. 86% of people with symptoms have tested Rick negative. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 22 minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. So trying to keep you updated with everything that's going on. Uh, some things you need to know about uh, if you are looking for things to watch. You remember we interviewed the Irwin brothers and we interviewed Jeremy Camp and all involved in the great movie, I Still Believe. Well, right when I Still Believe hit the theaters, here came the COVID-19. Here comes the COVID-19 outbreak. 
So a lot of these movies that were opening that weekend are now being sent to, to the all the streaming services a lot quicker. So you can rent and watch, I still believe, this weekend. So if you were like us and you were excited about going to see it and you, of course, you know, did the right thing, you didn't want to get into a theater with a bunch of people and all that, nothing wrong with that. B- bad for this movie and bad for all the people involved in it, but but it is available today. And this weekend you can watch I Stu- Still Believe, rent it and watch it at home and enjoy it. And a lot of you have been binge-watching The Chosen. We interview the director and, and part of the team, Dallas Jenkins, next hour, and we'll talk about this phenomenon that is The Chosen, uh, that series that you can uh, watch for free, uh, and we'll talk about uh, that with him and all that's going on and this unique way to get good content out there and fund it and all that. will be an interesting conversation coming up next hour. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, we talked to Phil Waldrop. He wrote the book uh, Betrayal, uh, You know, trying to work through a betrayal in your life. But we also have a, a conversation about the impact because his ministry does events all over the country, the Women of Joy Tour, the Gridiron Men's Conference uh, that we've been part of for years. My wife's even been on the Women of Joy Tour. What is it like when this happens to these uh, these events and the impact on our economy and these communities? All that this weekend on Rick and Bubba University. So there's a lot of things you can enjoy. Now, Bubba, what do we do about your birthday cake? Because we can't have you spit now on the cake. Yeah, I'm just going to fan them out. All right, is that what we just yeah. fan them out? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Don't sing on it. Happy birthday to you. Are you going to fan out? Oh, there it goes. Bubba, is that a new term we're going to have, fan out your candles? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to have to go to fan out and no handshaking. I think it'll help the flu season. All right, so Edgar's Bakery made this cake. I was hoping you could cut it really quick. It has Bubba. (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, we're getting a picture out on social media. It's out there now. It's out there now. Yeah. Look at this. It has Bubba as the birthday boy with a surgeon's mask on. And coronavirus quarantine sign up behind his head. Please and, and look, look at the at little the coronaviruses. Viruses. They even did the viruses floating around in the air. There's little viruses floating around in the air. You but look I'm, good. I'm not, you I'm look not, good on the cake. Yeah, I've, you can tell I've lost. You've lost weight. some weight. Have you know, Bubba? Uh, you know what Bubba and I are finding out during this since the golden ticket, <laughs> the golden ticket seats can't come come by. And man, I know this may blow some people's mind that when we eat less, we lose weight. Yeah. So uh, amazing. It, it, it I, is. I've lost six pounds in the last two weeks. Just, just yeah. the golden ticket seats are. You're not grazing. Can I tell you this? When we get to the end of this this period, I want to know how much your weight loss is, and we can now know with yeah. you know these numbers. Because yeah. remember, data and models are not always the same thing. I know. We will have the facts of how much weight the golden ticket seats puts put they put on on average. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that something? Over this period of time, the golden ticket seats undoubtedly put on this amount of weight. That's wow. a great and, and right now, what? It's About two weeks, six pounds. Yeah. yeah. So we're tracking right now three pounds a week. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. I thought, hey, I, was, how about I, this? thought I was just dehydrated the other day. Yeah. I double-checked it this morning. <laughs> Today is not going to gonna help because right. I'm about no. to cut you a piece as big as a tire. No, don't, okay? don't do that. I don't and, need um, that much. And I don't want to go into after talking, anaphylactic shock. Uh, after talking to, to Brent with Edgar's, he, he said, look, hey, if, if, that word, if you've got a quarantine birthday during this time like Bubba, we do deliver. So don't mm. think you can't have a birthday That's cake. So contact me. You can have something. You can easy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cut you a big old That's piece, like, Bob. I just Speedy's gonna trip now because I said. I that know now. you thought you could have some. Be yeah. careful, Walk. I'm afraid I just. It's gonna be as big as a hub cap. No, you don't you. Have to do that. Yeah. Just maybe a shoe. Don't don't even don't even get him a piece. He didn't. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's on a roll run. Do you want to eat some of the virus? Yeah, that's not okay. Is you that know, good? you know what I'm worried about is that Bubba's system 
has been eating so healthy lately and so little, can he even take a birthday cake? Well, I don't know. You're we'll not see. eating shape. We'll little see. sliver. Huh? We'll see. How big are our paper plates, Greg? Because I'm a civic. No, I don't know. Don't, my, don't. My, it might hang just over. A, just a normal little piece. Okay. I'll mm. get it. Well, that's a good-looking cake right there. It, is, it and, smells and you good, gotta, too. you got to cut it and get back because we're about to talk about you. Huh? Um, yeah. Oh, no, I <laughs> – I can stay here. We only got a two minutes. <laughs> no, left. go ahead and cut it. <laughs> <laughs> or just hand it to him and give him a fork. To Plymouth, no, we'll, we'll take these and then we'll come back. To Plymouth, Michigan. Tim, standing by. Tim, how's everything in the great state of Michigan today, buddy? Everything is great. I'm uh, I'm a new listener. I just found you guys this past week because I'm working from home. I'm doing uh, I'm doing my best to uh, keep social distancing. There you go. But I, I used to live in the south, and I got to tell you how much I miss. Uh, it's been probably 25 years, but how much I miss the people down there. Thank you, man. And uh, I got two examples of common sense. I think what, what I like about your show is it's all common sense. You're not telling people not to be worried, but you're telling people not to panic. Right. What a great message. Balance. Uh, get get on about your life. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bubba. Thank Have you, sir. Cake. And the, the thing that I want to tell you is, is people were so nice on last Friday when the president did the national emergency People were nice right at the grocery stores, and, and if someone had three waters in their, in their cart, someone said, oh, there's no water on the, on the, on the shelves. The lady said, well, I've got three. Here, you take one. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of message I'm getting from your show, but that's the message I'm getting from people around here. Um, it's, not, it's serious, but it's not the end of the world. We're going to get through this. Have your cake and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to come through this on the other side. Uh, I'm working from home and I'm, I'm enjoying this. This is, yeah, yeah. This is, I'll talk in a minute. Some of this time at home with my family, I haven't had in a while and it's been great. Can I ask you this before we get to the break? So you found, you found the show. How, how did you find it? Um, I was setting up my office here on my kitchen table and I think it was just a link in YouTube. Okay, so you were, you were scanning YouTube and saw some of our stuff, and you were, right. you said, let me check this out. Right. Yeah, you know, because we're starting and, to hear from more people around the country, and it might be that people just have more time to call now, but it's, <laughs> it seems people are finding the show right now because of this quarantine in ways like you're talking about. You just definitely to, have. You, you just scan and you found it. Glad you're here. Hope you'll stay with us, and thanks for that uh, common sense statement. Absolutely true. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, we're back. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Dallas Jenkins, director of the series that has kind of taken our country, thankfully, and the world by storm. Uh, the, the chosen coming up. By the way, I have to back up on a step out that I had. I looked at something about half and didn't pay attention. I just watched half of. I read half of a headline. They actually had reached the post ten million view mark. And they put, here's how far we have left to get to a billion. Oh. All I saw was congratulations and billion. Okay. And I said, man, they got a billion views. It's ten, even though ten million is still a huge number. Right. Yeah. They yeah. they have not had a billion views. Okay. They're they're they were making the joke only this much more to go to get to a billion. Right. But it is growing. But they have over ten million uh, views of the eight um, episode, uh, the chosen. And we'll talk to Dallas Jenkins coming up top of the hour. It's really interesting to watch too the way they've funded it and the way they're going to do their next season all that it's you know just it shows you our the technology we have today really offers a lot of opportunity hey don't forget too i know a lot of you 
are you know you're quarantined right now. You're trying to minimize the number of times you have to go out for supplies, and that's good. Uh, don't forget BuzzBox coffee. A lot of you right now have been emailing me and sending me pictures of you drinking your BuzzBox coffee. Uh, it, you know, my, my mother was talking about this. You know, we try to get her BuzzBox coffee. I mean, it, how about when you're sitting there and you're thinking about I need to go out to, hey, I got to have my coffee, and you're thinking, but what if I didn't have to go out and get it? What if the coffee was coming here? It was fantastic coffee, and then 10% of every cup you drank went to the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund, so you're drinking great coffee, and you're funding evangelical ministries all over the world, and boy, these ministries need it now more than ever because a lot of people are dialing back their giving because they're afraid. So anyway, um, how about drinking great coffee? It comes to your home. You don't have to go get it. We also sent, put you little cards in the box. You're getting updated on what's going on with us and what's going on with the ministries. So it's a nice little contact thing. You get a little touch from the Rick and Bubba show and Burgess Ministries too. So uh, go to buzzbox.com, or if you want to go to rickandbubba.com, you'll see right there under the link, our sponsor button, you'll see the BuzzBox logo. Click on that. We'll send you the first pound for free. You could get a, a pound of it right now for a dollar. We'll charge you a dollar for shipping no matter where it is. It's a flat rate. So do that at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. Now, Speedy, we were talking about what was what what's been going on with your family and 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 all of us <clears> involving if you have a kid that's involved in sports and this was their last year to play and you didn't get to finish the season and this and that and you know give the dog a bone and mm-hmm. and, and so Bubba, it's like your your mind has been churning and you're thinking there's a way to save this. Well, I, I can relate. Uh my senior year playing high school baseball was uh I was not able to play in the playoffs. It was – I mean, it was – It was at the time – Well, don't is, cheat, Bubba. It is traumatic. <laughs> well, this is, this is a, a pandemic. Y'all cheated. No, yeah. no. I'm <laughs> not talking – it, No. It has nothing <laughs> to do – It has the, nothing to do with the reason, <laughs> yeah. but the fact I didn't get to do it. No, okay. I, I, boy I, Pete Rose. I didn't cheat. Okay? I'm totally kidding. I didn't cheat. <laughs> yeah. So I can relate when I hear Speedy and I hear the kids and I've seen the emails and I've seen the posts online. I mean, it is devastating. So the decision not to go back to school in our state and every state's working this a little bit different. I understand that. (laughs) In New York City, I guess. Yeah, yeah, New York City. I think we're going to have to call that a pipe dream. Um, But, you know, I think there's always workarounds and. You have to look for the psychology and the yeah. saving grace in this. Yeah. This is going to be very devastating, and it is to a lot of people. Uh, and it's going to continue to be. We don't know exactly when we're going to get the all clear, hey, we can go out and, and socialize again. It's going to be very, very difficult for the schools to ramp up. I think that's, you know, they're saying we can put those resources in other areas. Got that. But this is what I would propose. If, if, if we get this thing under control, in a in a in the right time frame, why not let the high school kids finish their spring sports with some type of abbreviated season? Now you go, well, how can you look? Here's the thing: I think from a psychological standpoint, we need this. This lets them finish the year. Okay, very important because you you got to think baseball, tennis, track, all this, Golf. softball. Um, these kids have played these sports since they were little tykes. They've played summer ball. They've played travel teams. Their parents have, have carried them to, you know, thousands of practices, it seems like. They've spent money getting them extra coaching. I mean, this is just tragic to them. Uh, and I think with just a little bit of work, because of the state of emergency and the level of this, 
we could make a few adjustments. In our state uh, and, and many others, the high school athletic association has rules about coaches and teams playing in summer or playing when school's out and all that kind of stuff. Look, they can take one vote and fix that. We're under a national emergency. Give them a window to finish this season. Make it six weeks. Have a five-week season. Have a one-week playoff. And say it starts in the middle of May. Say it starts June 1. They could get this done very quick. It would give them some saving grace for their senior year of high school. And you could even do this and put these tournaments in places that are we need to get the economy going again. Maybe it's beaches. Maybe it's a big city in your town or whatever. You know, we'll let other people decide that. But I think if you do that and you go ahead now and start planning for it so that when we get to all clear, boom, we hit the field, we practice for a week to get in shape, we have a five-week season, we have a one-week playoff, and you're done. I think it could be saving grace for them, help the economy in some places, and psychologically it is going to pay huge dividends to these kids and these parents. Right, and then they could also use common sense. If, if you want to go to the game, if not, stream the game. You know, Everybody still use some common sense, but still have something that looks like we're making the turn back to some normalcy. And as you said, giving these seniors something to where they can go, and it ended. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it would be a jump start to the new normal. Right. Once we get the all clear. And I think Speedy could head that up and be the driving force. Because, look, he, he can. He can beat the drum for this. Right. And and you get all these kids, the girls softball, the track and field. The, I'm trying to think everybody that's in the summer. Uh, golf. You, you got golf. You got tennis. You got baseball. Um, <clears throat> You're the face, though, Matt. Why don't you and, do it? Well, the face has been out of it for a while. So the face, <laughs> is, a, the face is an idea, man. I need you to beat the drums. <laughs> but you could roar uh, back, face. But, but that's I, right. I really think <clears throat> that if – our elected officials would do this, and our school administrators would streamline this and not try to make it to just say, let's do it, pass the rule, let them play. We've been in a national emergency. Get it done. Get the, get it okayed quickly while we're all down. Get the plans in place, and then we can implement it literally on about 48 hours' notice if we have everything ready to go. And and I think this is a great idea to jumpstart – the new normal to put a to 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 put a bow on a lot of people's senior year, and I just think it would be a great psychological thing for people to look forward to. All right, and let's play the game that'll really get this done. If you're an elected official in our state, and really any state could do this. Yeah, yeah, any state. If you're an elected official, you're dealing with seniors, which are either already eighteen, or they're about to turn eighteen. And look at it this way. You have given a, a big block of voters their senior year back, and they'll never forget that. <laughs> Let me tell you. When they rush they, to the they, polls to vote for you the next time. There are some 18-year-olds that are borderline about to jump right now. Okay, They've mm-hmm. just lost their mind over this, and I understand it's a big deal to them. When you repair this and give them hope and give them something to hang on to to wrap up their senior year – they're 18, they're going to the polls next year. Are they going to go and pull a lever for you? That's it. You know what? How about they'll remember? You know who my, vote, my first vote ever was for the person that gave me my senior year back? When we thought everything was gone. Yeah. Right. We've already right. put out these moving, uh, you know, tributes on, uh, on social media and, and everything. You know, I know. Tribute. Tribute. Right. On social media and all this. And, and if we can pull it back together. <laughs> yeah. 
if we can pull it back together. I'll never forget that person that got that done for me as I as my as I get registered to vote. I will probably mm-hmm. I will probably work for him, Rick. <laughs> I'll probably put a shirt mm-hmm. on and I'll go to door to door with cards and tell how he cared about me and fought through this virus to give me a senior year. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm just saying. Yeah. Or if you're you know, or she, if you're the governor. Yeah, That's right. You know what I I'd like you to might, hear from the governor. You might get a statue put up. We'll be back. I like it, Bubba. The face is we'll, the face. We need a catchy spoken. name for it, though. We need a good name that really will get the point across. Okay. Yeah, it's got to have a movement because it's got to have a hashtag. <laughs> we'll be back. Your phone calls are next. Eight six six. We be big. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. We'll take your phone calls here. Uh, top of the hour, the director of the Chosen series, Dallas Jenkins, joins us. Be listening for that, watching for that coming up next hour. Bubba, what do you think about the plan you have? Some people are, put, are calling in. Uh, you have Season, uh, Save Our Season, SOS. I kind of like that one. We yeah. were talking about it in the break. Save Our Season, SOS, or Save Our Seniors. Yeah, our, our Seniors. Uh, season of seniors. Yeah, season of any of that would right. work for that, SOS. Yeah. Hey, season. <laughs> Greg's got them. <laughs> Save these seniors too. <laughs> oh, okay. Now. What about uh, seniors over virus? Uh, independence <laughs> declared. COVID. Yeah, that, that, that flows. Yeah. <laughs> We're just working through it, Greg. <laughs> hey, the face is if got, you don't got lo- it going over if here. If you don't love the kids. Yeah. To the phones we go, Charlie in Montgomery. Charlie, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Good, guys. Uh, long-time listener. Thank you. Uh, so with this uh, save the season and, and stuff like that, I mean, <clears throat> I called the other day about trying to go to the dentist, and, you know, I was letting them know I had a toothache. And, you know, I couldn't make an appointment or anything right now. Um, but like y'all were saying the other day, these, abortion clinics and these pain clinics for these people and stuff like that remains open and i was just kind of wondering what y'all thought about that well again we're looking for leadership and all this i've actually been following this you're right the back of one of my teeth fell off yesterday i thought to myself nothing i can do about it (laughs) i can't i can't see dudney right now because they're not deeming that essential but yet in our state and others you know uh, abortion on demand has been apparently deemed essential but but the dentist isn't so uh so I, we've been trying to research in our state how did that happen, and uh, one of the representatives got a uh, reply back from the governor's office. Basically, I, look, the governor's done a good job in a lot of things. I'm certainly not the enemy of the governor, but I think this right now on this particular issue, we're showing a little bit of cowardice, and basically they're kicking the can down saying, well, we've just left it up to the doctors to determine if they think what they're doing is essential or not. Okay, so the doctor who who makes money off abortion on demand, you've given them the decision to say whether they think they're essential or I reckon not. Reckon what decision they're going to make? I wonder what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how. The, so what it is? This is what the, what this is all about is someone in leadership trying to avoid the controversy of Planned Parenthood suing them if they declared that abortion on demand is not essential during this time of desperate need of doctors, hospital supplies, and hospital space. And so right now, you're right. In our state, the dentist is not essential, but abortion on demand is. 
Of course, but, that last but, caller, he's got a toothache, but heck, I could use a haircut right now, and you can't get one. You can't do that, you can't. Mm-hmm. I really need about the back one. The back of one of my teeth fell off yesterday, and I thought, well, there's nothing I can do oh, boy. until we get until we're done. Uh, all right, let's, Let me con- cut your hair, let's continue. You, let's I thought go. you were saying like a hypothetical. It really fell no, off. No, it really fell off. I've got a back of, uh, back of one of my tooth. What did you do to your tooth? I, it might have been a feeling that fell out. Something's falling out. Ooh, a little know. air hit it. That hurt. Yeah. No, it doesn't hurt. So it's, I don't know what it is. Help it, me. It's got like a, it already had kind of a jagged. It was catching a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And now a piece of it's falling off. <clears throat> oh, that feels <laughs> good. Uh, but, but what can you do about it? Mm-hmm. But if I, if, I, if I needed to get to an abortion clinic, I could do that. Wow. Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to Mike and Gadsden. Mike Z93, go ahead. Hey, good morning, Biggins. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey. Just a quick question. Hey, uh, maybe we can call Bubba's plan uh, Suck It Up Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, come on now. Come on, guys. The, the baseball team, if you got 25 players, three of them seniors, what about the robotics team? What about the valedictorian who doesn't get to take the ACT? Oh, no. Yeah, all, we all, talked about that. Really? Yeah. All of that's Come bad. On, guys. When does sports take precedence? Yeah. Always. Well, always. Always. You're, always. You're one of those make guys. it right. What planet do you live on, Mike? Yeah, you're one of those guys. Mike, Mike, here's the thing. It it's always has. So, Instead, I'm the guy that plays the sports and coaches the sports, but it's, at what time do we say, hey, these three seniors on this team, let's disrupt the world because they don't want to learn this life lesson that all what? the rest of us get to learn during this time. No, I understand. Mike, yeah, Mike, really, they're, they're, Mike, they're you're, doing that Mike, you're look, have a call with Mike, you this morning. Mike, you're looking at this yes. wrong. Instead of shooting this down, find out a way oh, to have the robotics team. Find out a way to have this, to yeah. have that. Don't don't be a no, be a yes in all of this. Okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and well, that's that's what's wrong with it. And it's, and let's pet everybody on the head. I mean, really. Nancy called you this morning, said, Bubba, let's get a way to pet everybody on the head. Huh? This ain't patting everybody on the head, Mike. This is this is how Americans do it. We overcome. Right. We don't give in. We don't sit at home. We fight. When we're told we can't do something, we go, yes, we can, and we figure out a way to do it. We weren't supposed to be able to go to the moon. We weren't supposed to be able to split the atom, the but we did now. it. Didn't we do it, Mike? Didn't we do it? I agree. Didn't the troops cross the creek up, up there where uh, where, where the little girl pointed Emma to Samson. Emma Sampson pointed? Yeah, so America. Come on, Mike, so get with it. Americans <laughs> running. Americans. God bless America. Let stand beside her and guide her now, and, and save the season for the senior. Yeah, that's right. and, and Mike, you want us to all go inside our house and cower in the corner? Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. But how many seniors are you saving it for? Mike, no, just save the season. Mike. Forget it. Mike. It doesn't have anything to do with the kids. No. Did you hear Bubba and I talk about what oh, it would no, do for, for our yeah, society? There, hey, Mike, let me tell you, you keep this mentality and they're going to cancel college football. Well, you better, you better on, get your act together. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Nick Saban yeah. wouldn't appreciate this attitude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick Saban would be pissed right now. <laughs> You're not going to get the roll tide and War Eagle. You can't even win the Western Division with that attitude. Football. Uh, wait, it's, Come on, Mike, get with it. That's right. Before you know it, crazy stuff like that's going to happen. Come on, Mike, let's Come on, go. Mike. Come on, Mike, which, we've which, been cooped up too long. It's time to fight back. Hey, 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 hey Mike. To hell with the fire. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Saban will coach this virus right out of Alabama before spring. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Nick Saban? Say, yeah, just let it go. Well, no, and I understand what Mike's talking about, but he missed the bigger point, guys. I got news here. Bubba was talking about June. Let me just say, give me a heads up. Tell everybody something. Mm. We cannot continue. You know, we're having some lighthearted stuff, and some of it though has a greater point. We cannot mm. continue to shut down 
our lives through June. Can't no. do it. Yeah. Uh, we got, we're we're going to end up on the other side of this with a much bigger problem than a virus. Yeah. 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 We're um, all going to survive the virus and not have a country. Right. So I'm not going to give the example I've been given. I've heard the crying about all that. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's been after you, haven't they? <laughs> well, but look, I think Bubba's, I want Pop Tarts to be there too. <laughs> the point he's making, like, hey, if you don't have the graduation ceremony, find a way to have it where the kid can get his valedictorian yeah. or weekend. You know, he was just using sports. But yeah. and they we can, can, they once we can do this, we can still have a graduation ceremony. It don't have to be on May the fifth or whatever the date was going to be. It can be Fourth of July. Let's, and they mentioned we, that yesterday. We, when we come out, that's what we do as Americans. Mm-hmm. We tackle it, baby. Yeah, but well, I, we got to be smart. We're not. We're not trying to charge hell with a squirt gun here. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna wait till we can, that we're right. good to go again. But yeah. when we come out, we're coming out in a big way. And it's not about. <laughs> I understand Mike's greater point of we're not catering to Cue these up young. Otter speech from from Animal House. From we're not catering place. to young people. Cue it up. We're not catering to young people who 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 say, well, in life you're going to be disappointed. You're going to have problems. And we're not trying to say where well, they can never experience. Anything to have to persevere for you, persevere through. I understand all that. Bubba's talking about our country, battle it, and overcome, our, and our economy. And this is about persevering. Yeah. Find a way to make it happen, and at the same time, have the community have something they can get. Go, hey man, good. Looks like everything's taking a turn for the better. Because this little V thing about our economy is going to go down, and then it's magic going to shoot right back up every day that goes by. That V widens. It becomes a U. And 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 people, if you terrify them for the rest of their lives, even when you say go back outside, they go, well, they're just doing this because they want to start making money again. Yeah. We're all still in trouble. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to take away this terrifying attitude and move it into a look. We're going to get to the other side of this. Cue Otter up in the break, please. <laughs> Top of the hour. It's one of the greatest speeches in our history. Yeah, it is a good one. We'll be back. We'll also be talking with Dallas Jenkins coming up. The series, The Chosen, uh, of all the things you can binge out there, binge on something that is actually positive. Uh, God's given us some a lot of free time. Let's be wise with it. Top of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. I was with a We're back six minutes past the hour from the Rick and Bubba yeah, Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Thank you for being with us. We'll get to more of your phone calls coming up this hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy here, Adler working from home, and Stretch Armstrong, our Rick and Bubba University intern, earning his degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Common sense now deemed a superpower. Welcome back. Celebrating his 56th birthday today. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubba. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us in what we're now calling the second week of the pandemic broadcast. Yes, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to be your voice of reason. So it was at, Lord our, willing. Our audience has always taken care of us. We're so thankful for all of you that support this program. Well, we went into this world of quarantine, and I started getting the emails. Rick, have you seen The Chosen? I didn't know what they were talking about. I had no idea. And I was like, and so I, I first time, and then I found out, well, 
you you got to so I went into you know all the Apple TV and stuff at home couldn't find it. Then somebody's like, no no no, you have to you get you get the app and and you mirror it. And then of course I go then to my sons and say, how do I do this? And then they teach me how to do it. Found it and and I'll and look and and we're going to talk to director Dallas Jenkins right now who joins us, uh, who directed uh, the series The Chosen. Dallas, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks so, thanks so, thanks so much for having me on. You guys have been killing it for a long time, so I appreciate it. No, no thank you. You're you're kind. So so and look, let's just talk about it. We as as followers of Jesus, sometimes when somebody says, "Hey, somebody's put out a movie or somebody's put out a series that is concerning Jesus or the Bible," our first reaction is, "Oh no, oh no, uh, <laughs> boy, I hope." That, I, first of all, I hope it's not heresy. Secondly, right. I hope I hope it's well done. Uh, and so, you know, I went to this series and you don't blame me for that. You probably have the same reaction. And I was like, please let this be good. Please <laughs> let this be okay. And, uh, I will tell you something. My family and I watched it and it was worshipful. It was well done. It took an angle that I think we don't think about enough. Had some people calling about some of the things that we'll talk about with you today about how these early disciples, and God Himself became a man, and they were just people. Uh, right. And um, and you guys really seem to make that. Certainly, you're 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 preaching the gospel. You're 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 staying with Scripture, but it looks like in the middle of it, you're trying to remind us that the only thing that made these people special was Jesus. That's a great point. And yeah, I, I've grown up a believer my whole life. I've seen every Jesus movie and miniseries ever made. And like you said, sometimes the heretical ones are are better produced than the the faithful ones. Uh, even when I was young, and I was I would see a Jesus project, I was like, why why is this boring? Why why is this right. why why do the the characters always feel like uh, they're they're British uh, accented speakers <laughs> uh, doing King James English? <laughs> they sound like they sound like they're quoting scripture all the time. And not only was it something that I didn't find interesting to watch, but I also found that Jesus was rarely someone I would ever want to follow. He seemed somewhat boring or emotionally distant. And so I think that's one of the things that drove me as I wrote and directed this was I, I, I'm certain that Jesus was a guy that was charismatic enough that people really wanted to follow him and that these and that his followers were people who actually had real human issues, uh, good and bad. And uh, so that's, I think, been the conceit of the show is that this is a Jesus who laughs, who tells jokes, who gets upset, uh, who winks at a, at a guy who made a joke about his hometown to, to, to let him know that, it wasn't, that, that he wasn't offended, uh, dances with his friends at the wedding at Cana, uh, all of those things that, for whatever reason, have impacted people when they've watched this show just by seeing a Jesus who, yes, he is the son of God who commits, who does miracles, but is also a guy. And that alone has seemed to, has, has seemed to inspire people to, to love the, the gospels more than ever before. Yeah. You know, watching it, 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 you know, right out of the gate, I mean, you guys waste no time. His encounter with Mary Magdalene is, is so moving. Uh, and, 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 you know, right then that you, you immediately had us there and then you go through these, these other parts, but Talking about that, you obviously, you know, the, the scripture and the real accounts are there. There's some artistic freedom of, of just some things that we might assume since we're dealing with human beings. And some of the people are asking me this, and I want you to take that on. 
you know, we do know that Jesus did not heal every person that came into his presence. The, the, John makes it pretty clear. John just keeps calling them signs. You know, he makes that transition unlike some of the other Gospels because he wants us to understand. He didn't even like calling them miracles. He called them signs, meaning this right. is these moments when he shows us that when he tells us he's God, he really is. And he'll go back and reference, can anybody else do this? Kind of like the, well, anybody can right. say you're forgiven of sins, but can anybody tell you to get up and walk out of here? Right. You know, right. that kind of stuff. So in that moment, I've had some people say, well, they, they said that Jesus' arm got cut, and he said he had a head trauma when he was younger, and why did he need to get sticks out to start fire? Uh, take, t- tell us a little bit about why you guys chose to go that route. I, I think I understand it, but I want to hear it directly from you. Yeah, great question. Um, so, yeah, we, we do show there's an episode where we see Jesus by himself a lot, and he's taking the time to build a fire and he's, he's rubbing sticks together like anyone else, and he's, he's sweating while he's doing it. He's got a, a cut on his arm that, he's, uh, that, that he got from, from working that day. Uh, the, the head trauma is just, I, I think that's maybe an extreme term for it. I think he just mentions that he bumped his head when he was a yeah, kid that's right. with You're one right. of his friends. But, You're right. But uh, the point is, he, he inhabited a, a human body. Uh, it, it, there's no question, as we believers share the belief that, that Jesus lived a sinless life, but to, to assume that he didn't also stub his toe or, uh, you know, need to stretch out his, his soreness at the end of a long day uh, it w- would be as silly as, as saying that he didn't even need to sleep because he, he was the son of God. So why would he need sleep? Why would he even need food, really, if you think about it? Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't need anything that we needed. Uh, I just don't think that that lines up either with scripture or with common sense uh, because it's, it's very clear that he was a—, a fully God and fully man. Uh, and the fully God part we, we cover in the show, obviously, because we see him doing miracles. Mm-hmm. But the fully man part is what I think oftentimes gets left out of these uh, these Jesus projects, because so often people want to be so reverent, which can be good, that they're just afraid to show that he had friends and had a mom. And uh, there a lot of these miracles, too, uh, particularly the wedding at Cana, when you boil them down, sometimes it seems like for the wedding at Cana, for example, he he was doing a favor for his friends because his mom asked him to. Exactly. And and we don't often. We've want all to... done that, Dallas. Yes, yeah, right. Well, and let me... some of the guests we've had on the show really shouldn't have been here, but our moms wanted them on. Our mom wanted them. <laughs> our, our wives. You know, you know. And but but here's one of the things I thought was really cool to that point, and I don't want to give the whole thing away because we're encouraging people to watch it, and boy, are, is the world responding. Yeah, uh, God's really moving through this, and that ought to that ought to confirm uh, all you you guys that were called to do this. But anyway, that moment at the wedding, I love how you guys. I've got a. One of my sons is an aspiring director, screenwriter, editor, you know, putting together stuff. And by the way, you'll be getting his resume, of course. But, <laughs> but so he's sitting there, you know, telling me all these things. Oh, Dad, let me tell you how they did this. And oh, Dad, look how. But one of the things even I, a novice, understood is how you use imaging to really possibly, in my opinion, give us some of the most powerful moments. They, that ha- they have no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when he right. looks at his mom across the wedding, and she is basically, as a mom, just saying thank you, and he gives her the reassuring, "You're welcome," mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and right. and then when the when when of course Peter has his encounter, the way you guys unpack the frustration of no fish and the moment of of overwhelming fish, there's there's not any dialogue in any of that. Just Jesus's expression when he knows what his father's about to do, and everybody's reaction to these fish. There's no dialogue going on, but it's just absolutely moving. I mean, it's incredible. 
Right. And I think that's one of the benefits of doing a multi-season show. So right. there have been movies and miniseries about the life of Christ, but there's never been a multi-season show. I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that says Binge Jesus. Uh, it's that. one of the phrases that kind of <laughs> yeah. came out of this because, uh, you know, people have been can binge watch shows like Game of Thrones all over the world. And there's never actually been a show, a multi-season show about the life of Christ that allows you to really dig into the stories, dig into the people of the Gospels in a way like you do with any other show where you can really take your time. You you don't have to rush from miracle to miracle, Bible verse to Bible verse, uh, all f- usually from Jesus's perspective. And so you, you can't ever really have any kind of emotional connection to the people who were around Jesus. And we believe that if you can see Jesus through the eyes of those who actually met him, you could potentially be changed and impacted in the same way that they were. And that's something that you get when you're watching a regular multi-season show. And so to your point, we can take our time with some of these stories and inter- and explore the human interactions and the, the small human moments that we face today that they also faced 2,000 years ago. They had they laughed, they cried, they had relationships, they were married, uh, some of them, and, and we explore that. And yeah, that's, that's good. Hasn't been done. We'll come back. Dallas Jenkins is with us. We're going to talk more. We're going to talk about how you can actually, if you haven't consumed this yet, you can talk about some of the casting and things that are portrayed and talk about, hey, you cannot leave us hanging here. we got to have season two. <laughs> and we'll talk about that as well when we come back with Dallas Jenkins, uh, director of the series The Chosen. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. A dead man walking to love came calling. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Six feet under. 22 minutes past the hour. The Chosen is the series. Now, if you go to show notes to rickandbubba.com, you will see how you can get The Chosen and you can watch it with your family uh, and you can binge Jesus uh, of all the other things that are out there. How many times have you watched them and said, oh, man, we shouldn't have watched that. But, I mean, we was trying to spend some time together. Then it had this in it. Well, this is something you can actually watch. It is well done. You can enjoy it, and it actually has redeeming value. Uh, and it can be used also uh, for you to uh, use it as an evangelical tool. You, you can pay it forward. It's free, and you can send it. You can uh, even make a donation say, I want to send this to this many people where this many people can watch it for free. So, Dallas, let's talk about that for a minute, and then we'll get in. We're talking to the director, Dallas Jenkins, of The Chosen. So so one way to get it is the app, and, and that is that is thechosen.tv uh, slash app. That's correct? Yeah, or, or, or just you know look up wherever you get apps on your phone, right. and it's this literally unprecedented technology that it allows is. you to, as you were hinting at earlier, uh, even if you're not great with technology, it's actually quite easy. Download the app to your phone. And you can literally connect it to any streaming device, Roku, Chromecast, Apple TV, Fire Stick. And it's no subscription. It's free. It doesn't, you can essentially hijack your uh, streaming device uh, and just watch it directly there. There's no gatekeepers or anything like that. If you'd like to adopt this new and all the guys on the show are going to laugh, even Rick Burgess could do it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the true test yeah, here, Dallas. Yeah, and I did figure it out and actually watched episode eight by myself. Because I fell asleep and the rest of the family finished episode eight and I was able to get it on the TV and watch it with no problem. Hmm. So I can't decide if that was a good endorsement or not. You, you <laughs> fell asleep. You fell asleep the first time watching well, it, then you wake up to, and you can we have up to, the technology. We have to get up at, at four thirty AM. 
So, but, I, right. so I was saying, guys, we've watched two episodes. Let's go to bed. Mm. And everybody's like, well, Dad, we're all out of school. And my wife's like, They I wanted to keep being And you. they're like, Dad, I said, guys, I want to watch this. We're, we're at the last episode. Mm. I want us to watch it together. So I go to work the next day, and you know what I get? Hey, we watched it. I was like, guys. <laughs> but but anyway, so Come on, man. But, but we watched all, all seven of them together. And then, uh, but what's so great about them, they're worth going back and watching again because there's so much in it. So also, you can get DVD Blu-ray inside the United States of America. Are we still doing that, Dallas? Absolutely, yeah. And, and in fact, what's interesting is we have – DVD is somewhat of a dying medium, supposedly. Correct. But with this, with this show, uh, we have actually been able to sell quite a bit of DVD – quite a few DVDs just because, uh, again, people, once they see the show, are so passionate about it that we've sold more DVDs since we made the show free – uh, because once people see it, they're like, I got to give this out. And especially during this time right now where we're all stuck in our homes, except for you guys, clearly, mm-hmm. uh, people are, are buying bulk DVDs and then handing them out to the older folks in their in their neighborhood who maybe you know don't have smartphones. So it's been really cool to see. Yes, Dallas, so- I hate to tell you, we have been deemed essential. Essential. <laughs> we're, we're essential. <laughs> yeah, we're essential. Uh, and we're really going to this. We have our own studio, so that's good. There's only a handful of yeah. us. So we go to the studio, then back home every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so this is great. So that's another way to do it. And when we when you do the pay it forward, then the, the content actually does belong to you at that point as far as I know, like we, now I have the whole season. Because we sent it out, you know, and, and tried to get because we want other people to see it. So you also can go back and access it anytime you want to. Once you, if you choose the pay it forward option, don't have to do that. But it's a great way right. to be sure people can watch it again. Continue making it free. Well, and you, as you, as you guys know as well as anyone, streaming costs money, and most people don't know that. I didn't even know that myself. And so every time you stream something on Netflix or Amazon or podcast or your show, it costs the creator money. And so we wanted to, though, to make this free all around the world. And so literally the app is in every country in the world right now. It's being translated into as many languages as we have time to do. And uh, so people around the world, when they want to stream it, we want to make free streams available to them. And so that's why we said to people, look, if you love the show, you don't, you're not required to. You can watch it free. But if you want others around the world to see it and you want to help finance season two, Go ahead and pay it forward, and that's been a really cool way to, to see it happen. All right, now look, we got to have season two. Mm. All right, so <laughs> so here, here, you know, you, that we're raising money for season two. You have broken the barrier of ten million views. I got excited and claimed y'all had a billion views, and that's on me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fully read where y'all said we're this far from a billion. I saw the big right. number on your Instagram. I saw the word billion, and I came and says, "Man, they've already exceeded a billion views. <laughs> they've exceeded ten million views." Uh, so that's got to be good news. Where are we on financing season two? So here's what's interesting is from the beginning, this show has been different. We've done things a little differently. And the first season was crowdfunded based on a short film I did for my church's Christmas Eve service. It was about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. I shot it on my friend's farm in Illinois, and it went viral, and it was used as the tool. So we shattered the all-time crowdfunding record we started with no fan base or anything. It's been an incredible God story from moment one. All that to say, season one is now done, and everyone's saying what you're saying. Well, when season two. So the Pay It Forward program is how we've gotten off to a great start, heading towards financing for season two. Probably in a month or two, we will open up for investment again. That's one of the things that was cool about the crowdfunding. It was actually investment, so it wasn't just donations. So we've got multiple ways, but right now the engine is crowdfunding, uh, shirts and, and sweatshirts like the one I'm wearing right now. Uh, people just have really wanted to support this in any way they can. So 
we uh, it's just been a, a movement from from the beginning and, and God's doing something that I'm just I feel fortunate to be part of but we we are writing season two as we speak so we, there there will be a season two but uh, it's gonna it's gonna take a little time just because these things aren't uh, aren't cheap Dallas what what is our goal what do we need to raise well long term because we're thinking ahead we want to do eight seasons mm-hmm. uh, so you know spoiler alert. There, you know, Jesus does die and resurrect. I don't want to give too much away. But, right. right. Well, now, uh, well, now you've done it. Come on. <laughs> right. But we so want to see the way you'll do it. Yeah. yeah. And the first season covers just a few weeks of his ministry. Right. So uh, that's the beauty of this multi-season show is we can take our time. So mm-hmm. we want to get to eight seasons. Uh, we want to reach over a billion people. I think eight seasons are probably going to cost around, somewhere around $100 million. Now, that sounds crazy, but again, we did... 10 million based just on this short film on my friend's farm. So uh, we, it's, it, it's very likely that we'll get there if things continue at their current pace. So that's the goal. Eight seasons and season two coming out sometime either later this year or early next year. All right. Any chance? I still had other things I wanted to ask you. Do you need to go? And if you do, that's fine. We can talk to you again later. Can you talk one, no, more, I can, one more? I can stick around for yeah. sure. Yeah. One, couple, he, one, he's quarantined. He can't go anywhere. Well, that's true. Yeah. He can't go anywhere. Go? Yeah. All the information <laughs> about The Chosen is at rickandbubba.com. <laughs> Under the show notes, if you haven't seen it, it's a must. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba, your voice of calm, steadiness during the pandemic and the chaos that is around. So we're talking to Dallas Jenkins. Dallas is uh, the director and co-writer of the series, The Chosen. Uh, You can get it, uh, thechosen.tv. What I did is when I heard about it, I just went on my phone and I Googled The Chosen. Uh, and the app came up, and, uh, and and we're talking to him now. We've talked about, you know, how, how this movie, uh, not movie, this series came to be. Uh, we've talk, talked about trying to get the other seasons and this technology and how you watch it for free, then you can pay it forward. All that's incredible. So, so Dallas, I want to talk a little bit about the actual content. We won't give it away, even though scriptures already have, but uh, to your point a minute ago, the casting. Anytime you start to cast... And again, you know, going forward, we all believe that Eric Avari is actually Nicodemus. <laughs> um, I mean, you nailed that. I mean, is there anybody in my mind, every time I've ever pictured Nicodemus, what he would look like, I'm like, this is the guy right here. I mean, did you know, did you, how did you, did you start thinking about him the minute you thought of the role? That's so interesting you asked that. Uh, my son, when I first started casting, my son is a bit of a nerd and, and uh, with movies and TV. So he immediately started giving me lists of people who were ethnic looking because that's one of the one of the things I, you know, as a even though as anti-politically correct as I am, I do want to get it right. And people back then lived Mm -hmm. uh, 2000 years ago in the Middle East, look like Middle Easterners. So uh, he was giving me this list of people and I and he mentioned Eric Avari. And I thought, I can't think of another guy, honestly, in Hollywood who would be a better Nicodemus than Eric Avari. So I sent him a letter, uh, and I didn't realize at the time, actually, that he had retired from the business. But I sent him a letter, and I just said, uh, you know, I got this small project uh, crowdfunded. You know, it's about the life of Christ. 
And I just want to tell you, it's different from what maybe you're used to and uh, with Bible projects. And we're really exploring the humanity. And there's a cool character. He, he He's not a Bible reader. He'd never actually uh, heard of Nicodemus. But long story short, uh, he read the script and loved it. And that's been the case with all, a lot of these actors, some of whom aren't believers or didn't know much about the Bible, but re- genuinely love the script. And so, uh, yeah, having him on board uh, was for sure a way to class up the show quite a bit. And his performance as Nicodemus unbelievable. And, uh, is unbelievable. And, and, and w- w- you know, to what we've been talking about, the scene between Nicodemus, that's the most famous chapter in the Bible, yes. J- John chapter three between Nicodemus and Jesus, doesn't take place till episode seven. We've got the time in the early episodes to set up what may have led to that and what would have what it would have been like for a guy like Nicodemus, who was uh, one of the more famous Pharisees at the time, to have to meet Jesus under dark under cover of night, which is what we know, because he wouldn't have wa- he wouldn't have wanted to to make it public that he he believed Jesus was the Son of God. So all of those things we're able to explore, and that's what attracted actors like Eric to the project is exploring the humanity and the tension that some of these characters faced during this time. Let me tell you, you already know this, but why that scene is so important is we are so blessed to be on the other side of Pentecost, as Jesus made clear, it's good that I go, and to have access to God's revelation about himself and these men documenting what happened. Because I think sometimes when you watch that conversation, and if you don't know much about our faith, and you just roll up on John chapter 3, See, we now know exactly what Jesus meant by what he was saying to Nicodemus, even more so you know, than maybe you know, your first glance would tell you because it can get a little confusing about what they're talking about. But you guys, knowing everything that we know now, the fact that we get the actual words from Scripture but also Jesus' explanation of what right. he's talking about, I think the gospel gets clarified right there in a way that someone who might be a seeker or just kind of stumbled across this now, you know, instead of, like you said, in past projects, we would just have Jesus make that quote, and that would right. be it. Well, if you don't understand what he's talking about, you might go, I don't even know what they're talking about right here. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, but- and the fact that you guys take the time to explain it, with Jesus speaking to this, you know, as far as the religion, Nicodemus knows everything. Uh, to, but right. to have Jesus explain what Nicodemus doesn't have right is fantastic. Well, and that's the thing, is when, when John is writing cha- John chapter 3, we know that Nicodemus and Jesus talked about plenty of things that night, and we know that they didn't just quote scripture back and forth to each other. That we, when we read John chapter three now, it reads like scripture. But when they were talking, it was a normal conversation like any two human beings would have. And one of the things that's referenced in John chapter three, just using this as an example of what you're talking about, is Jesus refer- references the time in the Old Testament when Moses. Uh, what's, what's ironic about that is we're talking about this now during this pandemic, but people yeah. were dying from snake bites uh, back yes. in Moses' time. And, and Moses fashioned this bronze serpent on a pole and held it up. And all you needed to do was look at it right. and you would be healed. And Jesus references that. And he's saying, just like that was true. This, right. this, so the son of man must also be lifted up. And all you need to do is believe on him and you right. will be healed. Well, Nicodemus still wasn't fully grasping it. Well, we show at the beginning of episode seven, that scene with Moses and Joshua. Yes. When when Moses is doing that, we 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 do things like that throughout the show to kind of tie the Old Testament to the New, to, to just to make it a little bit more palatable without making it feel like a sermon either. It feels like a show that you would enjoy like any other show. Yeah, be aware of that. If if you're kind of new to this, maybe you know you're you're on your journey. Maybe you're still trying to figure out. 
the gospel. Maybe you have made a decision for Christ, but now you're in that sanctification process. When you're watching this, you're going to see some scenes at the beginning, and and, and you know, pay attention because they show you the date and the timeline. There are episodes they'll give you something from the Old Testament, and then they'll roll in to the episode. So oh, I love it. when you first see that sometimes in the beginning, you might go, now what is this? Uh-huh. So under, right. understand that's what's going on. So when you talk about casting, you don't get any more controversial than I'm about to cast Jesus. Uh, <laughs> what so a call. What, what has that been like? That was actually the easiest process because uh, about five or six years ago for my church, again, I was doing short films. I'd been making movies for almost 20 years uh, but one of the things I was doing also is short films for my church's Christmas Eve service or for our Good Friday services. And we started doing short films or vignettes about the life of Christ from different perspectives. That's when this all started. Was I just had this idea of, again, I've heard all these stories before, but maybe I could bring some extra life to them by showing them from someone else's different perspective. And so I did a short film about the, the- about the-, the crucifixion from the perspective of the thieves on the cross. And when I was casting, that's when I discovered this guy named Jonathan Rumi, who auditioned. And when I was shooting that short film, I genuinely said to myself, this is the best portrayal of Christ I've ever seen. Uh, the, the masculinity, but combined with the gentleness. And, yep. and sometimes that's, that's a hard mix to, yeah. to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so we'd done multiple short films and vignettes with him leading up to this show. So when it came time to cast, that was the easiest one. And He's got a Middle Eastern look. He's got, uh, he's just a brilliant actor. And I'm telling you, we hear from, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of people all over the world every day who are saying, I am closer to Christ than I've ever been and have been drawn more to the scriptures than I've ever been because of this show, particularly the portrayal of Christ, because again, he feels like a human being, but also the son of God. It's just been extraordinary. And so that's been one of the greatest Again, I don't want to overuse this word, but blessings or anointings of this project is Jonathan Rumi's performance. And I think our ability with him to explore the humanity of, of, of this of the greatest human being who ever lived. And it's it's been it's been extraordinary to watch. It's obvious too you are trying to represent things that would be accurate, but there seems to be an attempt also to to represent this with as far as ethnicity. You know, kind of covering, uh, uh, you know, a little broader brush, uh, because you see people in it that certainly look Middle Eastern. Then you see people that uh, obviously have have looks that e- even even the little children, some of them even look like they might even be, you know, Caucasian. You know, in the children scene, just not not many of them, maybe one or two children mixed in with the others that have the the more ethnic look. And then of course you've got the portrayal of Matthew, and it's obvious you're kind of presenting him as a savant. Am I am I sure. following that? You know that, I, that, that we actually portray Matthew as being on the Asperger's. That's what I thought. Matthew Almost like as, in the autism yeah. autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that that seems like that is that is correct. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just an attempt to find again the unique aspects of these people. Uh, when we looked at the Book of Matthew, for example, you see he was a, a numbers guy. He was a facts guy. His first chapter is just nothing but a but a genealogy, and he chose a a, a profession that made him a social outcast. And so I'm familiar very much with the autism spectrum. I have a daughter who's autistic, and I thought, 
what wouldn't that be interesting? And it's, mm-hmm. it's we don't know for sure, but it's plausible. Mm-hmm. And so that has been he's become one of the favorite characters of people because of that unique aspect. Mm-hmm. And to your point about ethnicity, too, we, we did as everything we could to get as as Middle Eastern as possible. Sure. But again, even back then, the, the, the skin tones weren't all uniform. I That's mean, correct. Capernaum especially was a trade route. So there are people from all over the world and 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 people had existed for for a long time. And so over the course of time, obviously skin tones changed, but, but more, but as much as possible, we're, we're going for a Middle Eastern look. Well, it, it's, it's great. Uh, continue the good work. Uh, yeah. Immediately, you know, we we just felt drawn to it. Many people have been drawn to it. I, I think about when Christ is trying to tell us that a day was coming, that, that we would be able to have access to do even more than the limitations of that first ministry. And, you know, a lot of people go, what is he talking about? Greater things and all this. You know, God knew this technology was coming long before it ever existed. <laughs> well, he and invented it. He right? invented it. And, <laughs> and to watch how you guys are using it uh, in such a way, um, our, our prayers are with you. You're obviously going to meet opposition, as always. And that usually means you're doing it right. Uh, right. But uh, and but uh, looking at how you've handled it, the balance is good. And I think, again, the portrayal of Jesus, you don't lose the loving, gentle side. But I think a lot of times in our country, especially this country, but I would think it would be other places around the world, when you take away the biblical masculinity of Jesus, too, I think a lot of men won't follow him uh, because men, you know, are, are men and women are equal, but they're not the same. And I think the the balance that you have of Jesus the man versus Jesus the Son of God is 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 a, you hit a perfect balance there. And uh, I know that wasn't easy, uh, but it's a breath of fresh air. So and Dallas, thank you for using your talents to advance the kingdom. I mean, we all can't yeah. be Billy Graham. Yeah. And uh, I use that in a very high-level yeah. uh, example, but what you're doing, I mean, y- you could dwarf what the great Billy Graham did in his ministry using your talent the way you're doing wow. it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, that, that means a lot. It means a lot coming from you guys, uh, and you guys have also been doing things differently for a long time and, and setting, the, setting a good path. And I think one of the things that's really been great about watching this happen is that we're doing it outside the system. We're not relying on... Hollywood to lower its golden scepter to allow us into its hallowed halls, and God's been blessing. God's been blessing that, and so I feel like the show is way better than I am. I'm I'm just lucky to be a passenger on this train. So I thank you for taking the time to uh, to let your 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 viewers and listeners know about it. Stay strong, bro. Thanks, man. We did that because it's well done, and uh, and we're here to help any way we can. And appreciate you very much. And if you need us, always reach out. We're here. Okay. There it is, uh, Dallas Jenkins, uh, director and co-writer. The Chosen is the series. All the ways you can get it at rickandbubba.com under show notes. Binge this if you are at home. Of all the things you could binge, this is the one. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Oh, there is no other. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Waking on that blubber. Rick and Bubba. Rick We're back. Bubba. Uh, seven minutes to the top of the hour. Also, don't forget again, uh, another great choice uh, for the weekend. It's going to be streaming. Is the movie from the Irwin brothers? I still believe. You know, unfortunately, it it opened. The week that we all went into quarantine, but yeah. they've rushed it out to streaming. It still did about four million dollars, even under adverse conditions. But um, you need to, um, if you, that's another one that'll be available for rent this weekend. They've expedited that uh, to get it out quicker. Lionsgate knew that that um, there were a lot of us that wanted to go see that, but just couldn't because we were 
you know, being good citizens, doing what we've been asked to do, and that's not to gather together in, in places. So that's another great one you can watch this weekend, too. So we're trying to give you a lot of stuff during this time uh, that you can binge, including all the Rick and Bubba stuff at rickandbubba.com as well. Um, but I do want to uh, talk about yesterday a little bit. Um, you know, where we live, um, our, our weather shot up to sunny and about, some people said in some places it was 89 degrees, 85, 86. And uh, so one of the things I wanted to do, because this is going to sound weird when I say this, I want to thank uh, Kevin uh, Walkup, who's a, a district manager with Papa Murphy's Pizza, and you're familiar with their brands. They advertise with us in, in various markets, and he drops by pizzas to us a lot. Yeah, they do a great job. And we were kidding around yesterday about him coming by and bringing some stuff. But you have to understand, in our house, we had a real issue with children with dairy uh, and gluten issues. Of course, now they have gluten-free and stuff like that. So our family, in all honesty, Sherry and I, we hardly ever eat pizza. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is a rarity. Yeah. And so I had never in my life eaten a Papa Murphy's pizza. I never have uh, because, you know, and I've got one just right down the bottom of the hill of our house. So I had never never had that before because usually we wouldn't have that as an option because of the allergies and stuff like that. Well, as the, as the boys have gotten older, those allergies have diminished, praise the Lord, not near severe. And, um, and so they're home. And so when he brought it by, I was like, man, I may be a hero today. Yeah. I, 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 never, I, never, I never really thought about this. And so I, I took those home, and so we – uh, Sherry, when I got home, she was outside. I mean, she's going to get outside in this kind of oh, weather yeah. in the yard. And she's, uh, for some reason, she's got a fire going out in the fire pit. And I'm like, why are you doing a fire? And she's like, well, I got this old pine stuff we cut up. And pine's not good firewood. And this is a good time to burn it off. I just want to get out here and get a fire going in the fire pit. I'm like, honey, it's 80-something degrees. <laughs> and and so, and, and, and she said, uh, oh, go up there and get those Papa Murphy pizzas. Go ahead and put them in. And we'll, that's what we'll have today for lunch and for whatever. And I was like, hmm, okay. So we put them in, and the boys had already eaten one on their own, and and had raved about it. And they're and they're pizza prudes. Yeah. And we sat down and ate that yesterday, and I had not, I haven't had, I've never had one of theirs, and it was unbelievable. And I said, Sherry, I have bad news for you and me. It's good news and bad news. And she goes, What? I said, Do you realize there's one right at the bottom of the hill from our house? (laughs) And she says, She goes, I never knew that. I said, I know because it's not ever a a choice on of pizza of any kind normally. Mm Because we kind of got out of the habit of eating it, mm-hmm. and I know I know that that's good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's good that I had a delicious pizza. Mm-hmm. It's bad that I had a delicious delicious pizza <laughs> right. because mm-hmm. now it's like I I'm like Sherry. I, I mean, are we going to go as far as to return this to the rotation? Yeah. And of course, the boys were loving it. So I want to thank him. I know you guys too for yeah. for dropping those by. Yeah. I'd never had one before, and it was unbelievable. Well, because hey, the old cowboy, yeah, yeah, the cowboy's number one. Yeah, baby. Huh? We like that cowboy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's Terry's go-to because there's very few that do gluten-free pizzas, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. And uh, Kevin knew that, and so uh, I took one home to her, and I was like the man. I was yeah. like coming in, like, look what I got. Yeah, you, you have to understand that uh, that was a um, um, that, that, that is a that, that was a life change. Sherry said to me, she said, I think this is the best pizza we've ever had. Mm-hmm. I said, you call him best one ever? <laughs> it so, was good. So anyway, it was really good. So and they're I, already set up for curbside because that's kind of what they yeah, do. What, they so, were doing curbside before, yeah. before curbside became popular. So I just that's want right. to thank him for that. That was a lot of fun. So then came – so we get out there by the pool, and the pool's, you know, ready for action. And it's 80-something degrees, so we're like sitting no, out. Did. We're out there, and Austin Sherry says, let's, let's jump in the pool. I said, Sherry, that pool is ice cold. 
I said, we ain't jumping in that pool. She she said, aren't you? Are you not hot? I said, no, I'm really, really hot. Home. You know, we've been we've been doing the, this and moving this around and picking up this and cleaning up the yard. I said, baby, I'm telling you, you don't want to jump in that water. I said, I know it feels real hot right now, but that water right there is cold. I mean, it, that is cold right there. And uh, she said, I'm going in. Mm. And she goes, are you going to jump in? I said, I am not jumping in. No way. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm going in. And she dove in. And she comes up, and I said, and you're freezing right now. She goes, I got to tell you, it is freezing cold, as you predicted. <laughs> but it's so hot out here right now because, you know, 88 feels real hot to yeah. us. Right oh, now. yeah. We're Plus not used had a fire to it. Going, it feels right? like 100. Yeah. And she yeah. said, she yeah. says, I said, now, how long can you stay in it? She goes, not all that long, but I got to tell you, I'm very refreshed, and you have to jump in now. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't let, you know, a girl jump in, and I don't jump in. <laughs> and so then I had, to, I had to go do my first can opener of the year off the rock yesterday. Okay. And, buddy, that water, let me tell you something. You talk about refreshing. <laughs> when I came up out of that water, I didn't care about COVID-19. <laughs> I, I thought to myself, I'm swimming in the pool on the beautiful – warm spring day it's, it's almost like i couldn't believe that covid even still existed oh i know when it's sunny outside it's almost like it, it's not real right and yeah. then when it's cloudy i feel like it's on me yeah, you know right, what i mean yeah. i can just feel it on me but i felt myself going they can't exist in this day i mean i'm, I'm sitting out here in the sun i'm jumping in and out of a pool i'm, I'm walking around it's in there's 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 flowers everywhere there's trees you know the buds are blooming birds are everywhere we're still building a nest. Sure. There'll be pollen, but that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of pollen. Then, of course, you know what it is. Now I get to that. I don't know if it was pollen yesterday got me. I'm patient zero. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the symptoms are very close. <laughs> Top of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG-AS-A-NUMBER. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix, but Adler operating from home. He is uh, on remote because his wife is going to have a baby here in a few weeks. So we sent him home for home quarantine until the baby arrives. Uh, so Stretch Armstrong actually in the physical studio with us. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bus. Hey, Bill. Well, yeah. glad to be here. And thank all of you for being here, too. Yeah. It's pandemic yeah. week number two, and it's wrapping up. Pandemic week number two. Hey, I do want to pass this along. Y'all feel like we're going to beat this now, don't yeah, y'all? Yeah, we got fired up. We got ready to go. I mean, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, so we're making ready. plans to get restarted. We don't know when we're going to get to execute them, but let's have them ready to go when we'll, the call comes. We'll take your phone calls this hour at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We've covered a lot up to this point, but you might just now be joining us. Uh, don't forget Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, available again this weekend. We will have a brand-new episode uh, when you uh, get up and get your weekend started tomorrow. So, uh, so be ready for that. Enjoy that. We interview uh, Phil Waldrop, uh, a book that really stirred a lot of response when we had a brief interview with him on the big show. Uh, talk, it's a book about overcoming betrayal in your life. If you've ever gone through a tough betrayal or maybe you betrayed somebody else. Uh, and it's a great book. It's, good, it's, good, it's a good read for the uh, downtime you have. And also we talked to him about what it's like to, you know, to have a, uh, a vocation that revolves around, like many others out there, people gathering for events. I mean, uh, Helms and I I were talking a minute ago. If you go to rickandbubba.com right now, every single event that I had in March and in uh, we had one we got in on March 3rd. Since March 3rd, 
Every event that I was associated with, every meeting, all of them be canceled. So when when that happens, you know that's mild when it's something like what we're doing. But when people are trying to bring conventions and and concerts and sporting events and all this to your community, uh, and then your hotels and all of them have have planned their year based on well, we got this event coming, we got that event coming. We talk about that whole as Bubba used the analogy, which was right, like like a what happens when the engine stops on a freight train and all the cars start clanking together. <laughs> yeah. So. I love hearing that sound when you're, you know, I hate being blocked by one on the road, mm-hmm. but I used to love trains when I was a kid so much. I do like seeing them up close, and that's mm-hmm. usually the only time you do it. And then when, when they stop, you hear that banging going mm-hmm. down through there. And then when they start, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, do you see the hotline? I do. Yeah, is it? I was looking to you. Gary? Uh, no, I don't know anything about this. Gary, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm headed over to farm, finish up over here. I knew you and Cherry might come down there and. Yeah, for a little rendezvous. Yeah, we well look. But, uh, all these kids at the house, we got to get away. We got to go somewhere. <laughs> I know, I know. I just gonna tell old Bubba happy birthday, man. He best oh. me. Gary, <laughs> thank you very much. What you said? You finishing up? What are you finishing up? Hmm. Well, you know, my work's not really. Uh, you know, I still have to work. You know, I work by myself cutting grass, and running a dozer or skid steer or something. You know. Yep. Yep. Heavy gear. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I, Gary, I appreciate you. You gave me my one and only bulldozer lesson. Isn't that good? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I enjoy what I do. You know, I I don't have to be around a lot of folks, and I still stay busy. So. Yeah, your life really hadn't changed. You quarantine yourself away from people all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a loner anyway. You know, I don't hardly ever have any friends. Or anybody, Lone wolf. Nobody ever calls or anything. So can I tell you one oh. thing or two things about I'm a bulldozer? It, it's a lot rougher riding it than you think it is. Yeah, you, it is. you forget bulldozers don't have shocks. Yeah. And uh, you, you're talking about immediate gratification, and I've heard Dan Moultrie talk about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said when you rough. can get on something and drive it. And knock things down that have it's taken so long to, you know, it's been there forever, and and clear things out and move giant mounds of dirt that it would take, you know, mm-hmm. days and days and days if you had a shovel to do, and oh, you do yeah. it all the time. It's just very fulfilling. Yeah, it's immediate. Well, it's, he said immediate you know, gratification. It, I think it, that's it, a good term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, when you don't have shock absorbers and you know you you gonna feel every little bump or whatever, but. Uh, it, it's not that bad once you get used to it, but it is rough on back knees. Hey, let me ask you this. How about that stitch gear? <laughs> the what? That stitch yeah, gear? that thing's like riding a bull. <coughs> it's, a, it's a lot quicker, but, yeah, it's it's really worse than that gum. Dozer. That gummit. Hey, did you get you get the skid skier out of that yard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finally got that hole covered up. I'm pulling up over here at the farm right now, and there's water standing everywhere. Well, you hey, can't even cut grass. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can't even have nothing. Hey, Gary, Gary no, are, are you, you have nothing. Are you nervous yeah. about Sherry coming? Grass, I hate when you know what? when the first grass starting oh. starts. You got you got a clump over here, and you're running over our hunting grass to cut. Mad about it, right? Right. Are you nervous uh, about Sherry yeah. coming down? Do you want the place to look real good? Yeah, you know, no, I'm not going to be here. So you yeah. know, what did you tell her? I seen her that uh, she was burning leaves yesterday. Yeah, I told her that she knew that she had a fire going yesterday. <clears throat> what did she say? She she didn't know. How did you know that? He's like, he won't know. How'd you know that? And I told her probably Al Rhea told on her. 
No, no, I was down here yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah, that explains why you were nowhere near my place. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to hold y'all up. I know y'all busy. I just uh, hold us don't up. give hey, Bubba. Hey, I got a question. Gary, I appreciate it, brother. Gary, why well, I've got yeah. you, I've, I got a, I've got cash in my office for a turkey call from from a guy. You've already given him the turkey call, and I'm holding the cash. You got two weeks to pick it up, or I'm gonna spend it. Cash money. Well, I had never give it to him. You hadn't. No, no. You were supposed to. You were supposed to call me, and I was supposed to bring it by the studio. He texted me and you said, can't "Bring he, it by now." No, time out. He texted me and said he got it from you. I don't want to hear it. He did. <laughs> Is this one of those moments? Is this one of those moments where I should have just hushed and kept the cash? Probably. Oh, I may have mailed it to him. I ain't sure. He has the turkey call. He, he told, said he has it, Gary. He, he texted me and told okay. me that. Don't have to be oh. mean. To I'm just it. trying to tell you, I've got cash for you. And, and, well, just send my cash with Rick. And let him drop it off here at the camp house. There you go. I'll, there I'll you do go. that. I'll take it today. I'll do I'll that. Take it. If Amanda hey, hadn't got it out of my bag. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, you, uh, maybe yeah. and maybe this guy, if he calls a turkey up, he won't miss it if he shoots at it. Well, I had a guy yesterday mess me, want me to take him turkey hunting. I said, man, don't you know he's one of them damn pandemics going on? <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> what? Funny. what? That is so funny. He <laughs> didn't know, did he? I don't know. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, it, it's kind of serious, but, you know, you, you got to laugh kind, a little bit, you know. Kind of serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is kind of getting serious. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have any COVID-19 advice for those out there? They, they really – well. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why everybody's getting a lot of you know a lot of sickness coming on. Everybody they everybody's taking too many antibiotics. Oh, Gary's got you know, really you scare that guy. Yeah, every time somebody gets sick, they go to the doctor and you know they give them antibiotics, and that's that's really not good for you because your body can't fight off stuff. That really, you know, normally normal people wouldn't even go to the doctor with. I, I didn't expect but, you to you say know, that. Yeah. Like the doctors say, you know, you you get the flu, you go there, and he, you know, he said, I can give you something. It'll clear it up in about 14 days, or either it'll clear itself up. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that, Gary. Yeah. But, I mean, everything's got to run its course, and, you know, I, I just don't – I I don't know. You know, I don't know what to think, really. Well, you know, you, you know, how old are you, Gary? I'll be – I'm 62 right now. I'm 62. Good night. Right now. Hey, you headed down to Lake Mitchell? Well, when I get through cutting this dead gum grass over here, dead gum buttercups looks like dead gum Christmas tree over him. <laughs> he said dead gum three times <laughs> in the same sentence. Dead gum. Gary, I, I would think that you would be in high demand to plant corn right now, oh, yeah. just in case. Oh, yeah. I'm, if it dries up enough, I can get the mud out of the field. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant a big garden this year. I may plant a uh, patch of watermelon and go win at Rick's. Gary, if this keeps up to when some of them would like for it to, we're all going to be farmers. Yeah, you're right. Uh Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, everybody needs to, you know, plant them some tomato plants and, you know, cucumbers and, you know, stuff they need on. Gary, did you know know I told my yard man I think I was going to let him go? I wasn't going to need his service. Did I tell you about that? No. Hey, I t- he said, well, what are you going to do to your yard? I said, I'm going to plow it up and plant corn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to cut it every week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we Already got a sprinkler in there. It ought to grow like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you do it. Well, listen, y'all take care.
and uh, you know, try to stay away from everybody. You know. All right, thanks, Gary. Appreciate we'll do it, Gary. Thank you. I tell you one thing, you, buddy. Right, if you've you. got it, Al Rio's in trouble. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Al better quarantine. <laughs> six foot, Gary. Six foot. We'll take your phone calls Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. seconds of pop, largest number of people, shortest amount of time, and here we go. A long distance, directly assistance, Eric 212. They say, hey, hey, mama, this is Mr. Rhythm and Blues. We will start uh, with Michael. No, it was uh, going to Joe. Joe, Michael will get to you. Start with Joe. Joe and Huntsville been on hold the longest, end of 30 seconds. Buzzer sounds. Your time on the program ends. We get to another caller. We go rapid fire. We don't have any lines available right now, but as we start trolling, they should free up for you. So let's start with Joe in Huntsville. Let's into 100.3 The River. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling. Phone troll. All right, go right ahead, Joe. Morning, fellas. Hey, buddy. Joe. Oh. Happy birthday, boy. Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, I'm just going to comment on our buddy Mike earlier. He called in and said he was a coach. Yes. He must be coaching figure skating, I guess, because I don't know what kind of coach calls and says we don't need these kids playing. <laughs> oh, I got another, yeah, I got another thing to say. I'm going to teach my son a life lesson, all right? They cancel football. He's going to be outside tackling mailboxes. He's going to learn some of them are concrete and in. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny there he is yeah everybody's real cavalier with sports till they till, mm-hmm. if this thing keeps going and gets approaches well, i think speedy, yeah, speedy's, speedy's heading this movement up and i think it's yeah. got i think it's got some legs save our seniors yep save save or our season save our season that save way, our season that way we won't be for the seniors sos the juniors want to play too sure <laughs> and there's more than three seniors on teams but that doesn't that wasn't the point. I know. The point I was, was joking. The point was this is a good way for these, but Look, it's also a good thing for our for our country. Sure. Listen, did, did, exactly. Get outside. And, and, play. and we talk about this w- when I was coaching. <clears throat> the reason we play sports is not just to get uh, uh, you know a win or get a little uh, uh, trophy at the end of the year or a championship or ring or whatever the case may be. We're, we're trying to build character. I mean, we're trying to teach kids that you train, you work. And you compete, and then hopefully you are successful in that. And there's times you're going to lose. There's times you're going to win. You 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 learn things and losses just like you do in wins. And you want to keep moving forward because the end goal is sure it may be a high school sport, but we're trying to train people to overcome to be better students, better employees, better spouses, better parents, better representatives of our Lord and Christ. And you're going to meet resistance. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have losses and all of that. And it's about overcoming. And that's the same thing we're talking about here. Yeah. And that's what Speedy said. And there's no doubt that you they can learn a lesson of never getting to have this season. There's lessons there. But there's also, let's not assume that there's no lessons of saying, let's find a way to make this happen and let's take our normal way of doing things, mix it up and see if we can't do something but, you know, just to show that we're not going to sit here cowering inside our houses, you know, for the rest of our lives and just giving in as well. We've got to be smart. Yeah, we're going to wait till we're right. safe to do it again. But once we get the green light, yeah. let's take our life back quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. We continue. Overcome, baby. Uh, let's go to. Adapt, um, overcome. Michael in Mississippi. Mike, go ahead. 30 seconds. How about it? 
Hey guys, uh, missed listening to you in Hattiesburg, but uh, that's okay. I got you on the tune-in. That's right. A lot, a lot of technology now. If, if an affiliate pulls us off, you can still find us. <laughs> that's right. Hey, uh, I, I wanted to know if it was coincidental that I'd send Speedy an email about Dallas two days ago and had him on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Yep. Yep. Coincidence? It's- I think not. Uh, Michael, can I tell you what? You can tell you what's going to blow y'all's mind on this. Absolutely blow your mind. Hmm. I mean, it is going to blow your mind. (laughs) Your mind will explode. Hmm. I actually got Dallas Jenkins on the program by simply going to their Instagram and putting on there, "Hey, this is Rick from Rick and Bubba. We'd love to have you on the show." Mm -hmm. And social media, social media now. Hey, you know how I ended up finding the guy who wrote that book I like, Uh, the Unsaved Christian. Found his Twitter feed and said, "Hey, this is Rick. I love your book. I'd love to talk to you." And we were on the phone talking back in the office. There you mm-hmm. go. Now people are accessible. Now all you, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue eight six six. We be big. Glenn in Alabama. Glenn, thirty seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, we're talking about the force police being open earlier, and the way I feel about it, maybe they'll all catch that virus, and we won't have to deal with force clinics no more. Well, you, you you don't want to you know that that's probably not the the best way to go about it. But I do say you you do have to what what, what are yeah what our government I'm not sure that we want to show our way of saying every life is precious is hoping other people die right. But anyway, but I will I will I will right we'll let God handle that. But but let's go back to this. Um, you ain't seen the end of that yet. I know. But when you but I do think where our state has really messed up, and if other states have this too, if you're if they're if their way to take no responsibility. For you can't go to the dentist, and you can't have knee surgery, but you can get an abortion. If their response is, "Well, we just let the doctors make that call on what they think is essential," well, then give the dentist the same choice, and I bet he'll say, "I think people still need me too." Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's why you have to make decisions as a government, because if you just say, "Well, we just leave it up to the individual," what if what if an orthopedic surgeon said, "I don't really, th- I think I'm essential. Why should a person who needs a knee surgery not have a knee surgery?" Yeah, what about the inconvenience that's bringing them, and you're yeah. crushing my way of living? You know what I mean? That just sounds like a cop-out to me. Um, I think you know what it is. I don't want to face the backlash of closing an abortion clinic. That's, That's what that is. Uh, we continue. Of course, now at the same time, we're saying protect our seniors. Every life is precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, eight, eight, six, six, we be big. Steven is rolling on I-59. Steven, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey guys, it's actually Steven. Hey Steven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, Ca- in Calhoun County, you'd have been Steven. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just just like the old Helena and Helena. There that's right. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, you know we're not supposed to go in restaurants or shut down because hey we don't need to carry it in. How, how comfortable do you guys feel with carry out? Because you know have we just convinced ourselves because we like to eat out? Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I used to be a big and too, and I like to eat out. Uh, you want me to take this? Yeah, Steven, I, I know what you're going to say here. Steven, it, and this this is in all of this. It's a numbers game, okay? We are individuals, but this is a big numbers game. Th- there are a certain amount of people who are going to be preparing that food. Is it – are you taking a chance by getting that food? Yes, you are. Okay, I want to be clear. But it's a less chance than you going into a restaurant where 50, 75, or 100 people are sitting and you have waiters and waitresses. It's You lessen the odds. That's all we can do in every scenario is lessen the odds, and then y- your chances are better. Yep. That's a, doesn't mean it's perfect. You still may get it, still may be sick, you know, whatever. 
but you you just play the numbers right now, and and if you put the numbers in your favor, chances are you will be okay. Bubba, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say when it comes to getting food at the curb, and you do the best you can. This Hmm. is under there's certain things that are already accounted for that these are risks worth taking. <laughs> you remember your instead of uh, yeah. what, what, was what was it? Somebody t- hit somebody t- put in the email. What was what it? What was t- the word you used the other day about when there's Accept- a- acceptable acceptable lo- loss? Accept- That's it. Somebody wanted me to change it to acceptable risk. And right. I, I understand yeah. that. I, yeah. So I may say Feel that's an acceptable you, risk. I thought you were going to say to this man. Did you hear the other day when I was getting, talking about acceptable risk? Yeah. If you shake <laughs> the hands of 100 people or you shake the hands of three people. What's more likely to get you sick? That'd be the 100. Go with the three if you got to do it. We'll continue to chat with you and cover anything we need to before we're done. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. 866 We Be Big is our number as you head into the weekend and uh, you're wondering what's going on. A new episode of Rick and Bubba University available for you. Don't forget the movie I Still Believe that a lot of us were going to see at the theater until the pandemic broke out, broke out and then we were told not to go to the, the theater. Uh, that's uh, going to be streaming this weekend. You can watch that. Uh, all the Rick and Bubba YouTube content that's there. We had a new Bible study this week you can catch. You can certainly go to themanchurch.com. Uh, don't forget to take the promo code GROW with you. You'll save 10% on the devotional. Uh, and if you want to buy the, the five-week packages of the Pursuit Curriculum, and that gives you a video teaching 12 to 15 minutes and then a study guide. A lot of you are using Zoom to keep your small groups going. You can certainly do that, or you can just use it for yourself individually. All these things are available uh, on the upcoming weekend as we keep trying to, 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 to do the things we need to do to work out this quarantine and, and look for the moment when we can kind of get back into a little more normalcy of life. Uh, we're, you know, you're hit with a lot of information. You know, they'll say one thing one day, they'll counter it the next. And the reason why that's happening is nobody really knows yet. But we're, but, but we're learning more every day, Bubba. That's right. We're, we're, we're learning more every day. The numbers, we're knowing more. Our, our, our stats are better. we got a better sample every day. And, uh, you know, when this comes around again, we'll know kind of what to expect. I mean, I showed you a minute ago, Rick, Cuomo was saying maybe the shelter in place was the wrong idea. So he really I mean, of that. all people, you would think he would go, oh, my gosh, we need to stay, you know, locked down for another six months. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm anxious to see what he how he's going to explain that because I haven't heard I don't know what he's well about. I know there was something that came up at one time early on early on and they said there's a couple of different you know ideas on the table the problem with with trying something that that might not work is this is a virus we've never seen right it's highly we didn't know it's highly uh-huh. contagious we don't know yet whether it's more deadly uh, and if we and, and or if it is by how much. Because we we don't you got to look at the people that it's killing, but we don't know that yet. But one of the things that was that was suggested because of what it's done to the economy, and the UK was 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 considering this, and, yeah. I, and I saw where Boris has got it now. But they 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 were actually playing games, saying, "All right, if we know that eighty six percent of the people even now, um, it, it, we think that the the death rate, whatever it is." We know there's a large number of people that will get this, and it will be a mild inconvenience for them. Right. Now, there's no doubt that they can hurt others, and that's yes. why we're, yes. we're doing the, this. What if we just said, let them go out and get it, keep the at-risk sheltered? I mean, a hard shelter. I mean, hard shelter. really, really protect them. Yeah. Let everybody else go, based, right. uh, do an age right. uh, demographic there, and also do a geographic. 
Right. Places that are not as affected by it, let them proceed first. Let them head out of the shelter first. Let them get going. And people say, well, what about the people from the infected will move to that or whatever? Again, if you have the aged group that this is affecting, I mean, it could be the opposite way where we need to protect the kids. I mean, we don't know. You know how these things go. No, you're right. So you protect them ahead of time. It's not going to have the impact. That, that this did because we've turned a medical problem into a financial problem. Right, and they said under that plan, if it worked the way it was supposed to, and the reason why we didn't do it is right. everybody, everybody was afraid to do it. Right. Because if you right. start getting massive deaths, and you, then you're – Look, then, I don't blame anybody for the response so far. We had no, no idea. I agree. And I, and I think everybody, even the, the, the liberal communists, have done the best they can do. And I'll say this. Of course, now decisions continue to have to be made on when, do you, when, when, right. do you, when does this balance. Right. But the, that, that plan, and we didn't do it, neither right. did the U.K., is send these people out, the not the non risk or low risk people get it, they work through it, now they're immune. Right. Now you've you've killed the virus. Okay, because you have a herd uh, what do they call it? Herd immunity. You, you have herd immunity. Now they all got sick mm-hmm. and some to different degrees and people had to go home and it took about six days, seven days, sometimes two weeks before they were done. But then all these people are now immune. Which means the at-risk people are not as at risk as they were. They, right. And and because it won't run through the crowd right, the, anymore. The economy is churning again. And was that a better plan? And I guess that's what Cuomo is kicking around. Well, would, I, we, I think, would we have been better off to have done that? I think that the reality of this has has hit him too because I saw one of his little graphs the other day. Mm-hmm. And 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 I really hate the people who are trying to play this. You choosing money over lives. Nobody is choosing that. Nobody. We're trying to just be make common sense because we have to have a life after it's over. Okay? And you can do both if you do it intelligently. Do you know what happens? When you do you know what happens when people have no hope and they have no income and they have no economy? Well, it's not a good deal. They die. Yeah. Right, in all kinds of ways. Well, okay, Cuomo you, 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 knows you got the Thunderdome deaths, meaning then people get desperate. <laughs> oh, what do yeah. we all, what do we always say about things you need to be concerned about? I mean, you don't want a drug addict that, that, that'll do anything to get their drugs. I mean, that's when they'll rob people, they'll kill people, they'll take from people because they got to get high. Well, what if you created an entire society that was desperate that didn't have food and they didn't need drugs, but they needed food, they yep. needed shelter, they needed, needed water, they needed whatever you had. Yep. Well, that's going to be death. People who die who can't get it, the basic things you need to live, suicide, yep. no hope and despair. So, no, we're, if you want to say that we have a tough decision to choose the way we're all going to die and minimize death, sure. Yep. As Bubba said, we do that all the time. Every day. And and, and there, so there's going to be death either way. What what? How do we minimize the long-term effect? of the next generation and the generation to come and the survival of our society. But because, too, and we're – and I, I do And those like, are hard decisions. I do like what yeah. Cuomo said in that we're learning now because the last pandemic we had, we didn't live like we do now. We, no. Society was totally different. Um, but we are learning how to deal with this, and there will be a lot of things that come out after this I think they will do different because they've learned there's a better way to do it, and this worked, this didn't. This worked, this didn't. So they'll, they'll get it figured out because we'll have another, like the, the Dr. Fauci said, uh, did I get it right, Hems? Did you like that? Fauci? Fauci. Fauci. Well, I was close. You I got the very, first you part were, right. But you asked me if you got it. Fauci? You didn't. I mean, you booted the ground ball, Bubba. I mean, you asked me about right. it. Yeah. You, you know still what? made the good throw and got the guy out, but you booted it to begin with. Yeah. Fauci. Yeah. Dr. Fauci said, Bingo. we will have echoes of this. We will have another round. Possibly Mine. three. And look, there'll be COVID-20 out there at some point. I hope it's another 100 years away. We don't know. 
we just we got to adapt, adapt, well, well, learn, was, and adapt. That was one of the things when I was talking about the thing C.S. Lewis wrote back when he was talking about the atomic bomb. He said in the 1600s, <laughs> every single winter brought the plague. Every winter. Oh yeah. And yeah. he goes, so so what you, what you did is you said, all right, we learned from the first time. Then the second time we're a little better at it. Third time we do. He goes, well, can you imagine living life knowing that this was coming every single winter? And uh, and you know that's the way that people before us have had to live before. You know, at least we think we can eradicate this, and we, we might have a, a shot at a vaccine and have a shot at uh, some drugs that may help. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that in, right. in time. Right. It's just there's but about just six or one. seven versions of it they're working on. But there'll so. just be another pandemic. Yeah, yeah, there's always going to be that. You always have to deal with that. But, uh, you know, I was telling you all about the funny story I read about. Even the preppers didn't see this one coming. That was funny. And there was an interview. i, I got to find that article. It may have been a Babylon Bee. I don't know. But somebody was having a little fun with it. And they had, they had surveyed – the, some of the we- best well-known preppers, and they gave their prediction on the order of what they would have to deal with. Pandemic was seven or eight on most lists, way down the list. Nobody yeah. really thought that. Did you see the one, too, that they that Babylon Bee put out about, about not responding to any knock-knock jokes? <laughs> That's Jehovah Witnesses working from home. <laughs> wow. Well, what a good one. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You I, seen, I, if you see knock-knock out there, don't answer <laughs> That's funny. That old Babylon B. Very good. That's some flavor stuff. How about old BB? Yep. We'll take your phone calls next as we wrap up the hour. Number two, number one on most of them was uh, an overtake of the government by socialists. Really? Where was grid in there? Grid had to be in there. The power grid? The whole grid goes Oh, it was down. You know, nuclear wars always. Pandemic was like six or seven. Yeah, it was way down the list. We'll take your phone calls next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. seconds of pop let's go with it 866 we be big at the end of 30 the old buzzer sounds your time on the program comes to a close and then we get to the next caller trolling 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 keep them phones a trolling here we come phone trolling phone trolling casey in prattville alabama casey 30 seconds go ahead hi i heard that y'all were talking about you couldn't even get a haircut in alabama because the salons were closed down. Yeah. Right. Well, I work at Family Cuts in Prattville, and we are not closed down. Mm. The mm. Board of Cosmetology said that we are allowed to stay open. We are practicing the no more than 25 people in the salon at one time. We're trying to stay six foot apart other than the stylists and guests, and we are sanitizing between people. All right. Wow. So you know what that means? Family cut. Yeah, you know what that means? You know what hadn't been affected by the pandemic? Gossip. That's right. Well, I guess I got everything she just said really should be normal practice anyway. Yeah, really. You think about it. You know, you're right. right. Can we we just continue to do that beyond the pandemic? Yeah, Yeah. let's just keep that part rolling. Gosh, do you remember we talked about this on Show Me Time? Something going on. You didn't want your mama to know about it. And all of a sudden, you you say, Where's mom? Oh, she Mm -hmm. went to get her hair did. Uh oh. She's coming back with the news. She's coming back with some news. She's coming back with the news. Oh, boy. Mom, your hair looks great. Yeah, Yeah, you better believe it looks great. We're about to talk about something. (laughs) Come sit down. I love your hair, Mama. (laughs) We continue. Uh, Let's go to, I don't know what the the name here is. Um, Talking about New America. Uh, Go ahead. Your name fell off the board, but go ahead. Uh, Joe from East Dublin, Georgia. Hey, Joe. Hey, Hey, Joe. Hey, now. I just want to say good morning. Appreciate your show. Happy birthday, Bubba. Thank you, sir. And my suggestion for 
new America in God we still trust. Y'all have a good day. Thank All you. Right. Thank you very much. Will in Oklahoma City. Will, welcome to the America's Rick and Bubba strong. Show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Real quick, I'm a firefighter out in Oklahoma City, and all of our oil wells are shut down because we can't make any money on shale oil unless we got $42 a barrel. Right. And we're already seeing fights in the inner cities, increased calls for gunshots, and we're only a couple weeks uh, into this thing. And my other question for you real quick, H1N1, 62 million people. My son was one of them in 09. And fifteen thousand died. Why didn't we shut the world back, back then? Yeah, I, I think two million people. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your son. I know it's heartbreaking. I think because we had seen it before and yeah. we and we knew kind of how to approach it. When that, I, I think they were a little more. Uh, it was a little more predictable for them. They yeah. they they didn't feel like it was going to get out of control. And I think the unknowns of this really at the beginning and the the rate of infection, how quick it spread, scared them to death. The people who are in the know. Right. Never seen it before, I think, was the biggest response. And as Bubba said, the contagious factor. What about the – has anybody – speaking of firefighters, has anybody seen the firefighter that predicted Trump uh, being president? Has he said anything about this? (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a good question. We continue. Uh, Let's go to – I always like to hear what he's got to say. I don't know about y'all. Going back out to California, where the show's growing by leaps and bounds. I know. Daniel standing by. Daniel, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Happy Great. birthday, Bubba. Thank you, sir. Man. I was thinking about your Save Our Season uh, campaign. How many uh, 35, 40-year-old guys are we going to have in 15, 20 years talking about how they would have been All-State and they would have won <laughs> the championship and got point. drafted if COVID yeah. hadn't ruined it for them? But you know uh, what? Yeah. That replaces the knee injury now. But you can still say, you know, we played an abbreviated season. We'd had the whole year. I could have really shown my stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, we you can still all. use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, hey, we'd have won the whole thing. Yeah. If they'd we were on a roll when they sent us home. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Yeah. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. There it is. I love that. No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt, Greg. Well, no yeah, doubt. I was having a good year until COVID came in. I probably would have got that scholarship. I think they were looking at me. All right, so we continue. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Let's go to um, uh, let's go to Cleet out of Opelika, Cleet. Alabama. Come on, Cleet. Cleet. Come on, Cleet. Cleet. What's up, guys? You? Mm-hmm. Not much. I just want to wish uh, Bubba a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Cleet, I know you're whispering. Did you not, not want anybody to know that you knew Bubba? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. My phone's just acting up. Sorry about that. Well, that's all right. That's fine. Right. Yeah, Look, people clean. are used to being in their house not talking to anybody. It's hard to get going. You know what? Get. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron in the great state of Alabama. Oh, Aaron, go ahead. Aaron. Uh, 30 seconds. Hey, uh, guys, what's up? Buddy. Hey, what's uh Y'all may have already touched on it, but uh, oh, what's your theory on this virus, you know, being present back December and you know even may may be earlier than that uh I've heard that you know there are some people that are looking back now and they think they may have had it in December and it the the symptoms were just so mild that they just thought it yeah. was a cold and mm-hmm. and uh they didn't they didn't they didn't respond to it didn't think about it and looking back they think maybe they did have it I guess that's possible it, it is it's possible and uh, but and so that that may be one of the things you see these numbers adjusting a little bit. We may have already been dealing with it before we actually thought we started dealing with it. I mean, it's possible. We continue. Let's go to uh, Taylor 
in Montgomery. Taylor, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey there, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Great. Good. Good, good. I just got a quick question. Uh, with the COVID-19 and all these new pandemic plans in place for America that's kind of unprecedented, uh, do you think it's going to make America kind of trigger happy in the future with future pandemics that might spread or any sickness that kind of spread pretty quickly? Probably. Well, yeah. think, think about, think about this, like this, though. Lower, like lower pandemics? It, a week ago, I would have thought we might redo air, airports, uh, port of entry, that we have uh, a lot more health screening coming into that, uh, absolutely lock down our land borders north and south. But even even Cuomo now saying maybe that's not the right approach, and, and he's saying that because he's got some numbers or some indication that says maybe we need to know who it's targeting and isolate them. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But I definitely think we'll make some changes. I just don't know what they'll be based on when all this runs its course. Yeah, and it may be, you said, we whatever plan we, at the end of it all, say this is the way to go, your question is, will we now implement that plan sooner? Uh, yes. And, and, and I think the question is yes. And will we have a Uh-oh. few false alarms? Yes. We'll have false yep, alarms. Absolutely. But we will, we, we will be very jumpy. We will be the dog that got hit by a car, and every time he hears a car honk, yep. he, mm-hmm. or if he, if he even just hears an engine crank, he thinks he's about to get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be like that, and you're right. We will overreact a few times, uh, but that's why I think it's important that whatever plan we finally figure out is correct. But yeah, there'll be times when what we do won't be necessary, and we'll do it anyway. And we'll we'll fade away from it a lot, like our you know we we changed everything we did after nine eleven. I mean, our, yeah. our air travel has never been the same. Yeah, uh, we continue. Uh, Jake from State Farm. Jake, go <laughs> ahead, buddy. What's up? <laughs> Hey, happy birthday, Bubba. Hey, thank you, sir. And, um, wow. You know, I've been on hold so long that I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what? Early on, yeah. Babylon B, maybe? Was it yeah, something to Babylon do? B. Yes. I don't know if y'all read the latest headline, but uh, Joel Osteen has tested negative for Christianity. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's funny. Well, you talk about somebody that's he's in a dilemma. He don't know what to do. I know. I mean, it's, uh, the best one, too, was when they had Benny Hinn in a hazmat suit saying, hey, we'll still heal people. <laughs> that, that was a good one. The picture of it was good. Yeah. We continue. By the way, I did hear Chuck Norris has, has it. Have you heard? Here we go. All right, go ahead. Well, no, the virus has been quarantined for 14 days. That's good. We continue. Cody in Pensacola. Cody, go ahead. Those never get old. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich or ham and cheese? Okay. Wow. Am I just going to only have one sandwich? I mean, I don't have it. I can't have both. That's out. Like, I, I'm yeah. down to it, and I can only have one or the other. And my, yes. my, there was a day it would have been different, but modern day, I'd go with ham and cheese. Okay. Ham and cheese here, I'd prefer bologna. Okay. Any peanut butter and jellies? I would all? go peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Ham's is a peanut butter and jelly. Yep. So is so okay. is Speedy and Greg. I'd throw the ham, make it turkey and cheese. Yeah, okay. now, if I could go turkey, I'm not a big fan. Of course, he didn't ask that. He said ham and cheese. I know, Thank that's you. why I went pe- <laughs> right. uh, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <Right>. Going ham. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I, 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 just, I was one. just running his coattail. You well, Greg, you got to have one. Oh. Come on, Greg. Yeah, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yesterday. Did you, little yeah. man? Little man did. Little man been in the yard. Had some sweet heat chips with it. Do you, do you know what Mama? Oh, hey, no. You know what Mama's little good. man fixed? I went in there and, and toasted me two pieces of bread, put peanut butter and banana on it. 
Well, now, I toast it, too. Uh, I, I love you? the toast. Yeah. That's toast interesting. Mama's little man liked it. <laughs> I came in and realized that the, my schedule of getting home, everybody else was had put a gap. They'd yes. already done their eating, and they yeah. weren't going to eat again until dinner, and I got hung out on my own. Yeah. And, Did y'all uh, follow that up with goldfish crackers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm late Mama's back. little man. Mama's little man. <laughs> you know, there's to me, there's nothing. When, if you uh, get peanut butter and jelly and some chips. Mm. Make, I just like just the peanut butter. I don't want the jelly. You were like that when you were a little, yeah. little tiny. So I could, in that last scenario, I could have left the jelly off. But Greg, that's not what he asked. Yeah. He said peanut butter and jelly. They were changing the sandwich. <laughs> you're you're, changing, really you're changing his choices. <laughs> I'm just leaving. That'd be like saying leave the cheese off that's the like, It's like if, if he said Deontay Wilder, I said, well, can I be punched by like Ron over at the okay. office? <laughs> 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 top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.